0: Your host, Aaron Rittmaster. Welcome to episode number one of the all-new Diz Dads Podcast Plus. Joining me in the Man Cave tonight are my co-hosts, Tim Hicks.
1: It's a great big beautiful tomorrow. And Willie Crocker. Hello
2: and nice to be here.
0: So you probably recognize Tim's voice. He's uh, been helping us out with podcasts since way back in October of 2012, just a few months after the show started going to weekly releases. Tim was right there with us at the beginning. Um, And then I'm excited to introduce you all to a new voice to Diz Dad's podcast fans, and that's Willie Crocker. Um, Willie and I have gotten to be friends over the last couple of years among the uh, community of, of high Disney affinity travel agency owners, And we spent some time hanging out recently together at Walt Disney World. And the conversation that that we had, you know, flying on the Skyliner towards Epcot (laughs) uh, is a big part of what helped convince me to give this another run and and see if we could find a format and a a forum that would work to keep the podcast alive. So thanks, Willie, for that. Um, And, uh, you know you're new to the community. So why don't you take a minute and tell people just a little bit about, you know, your background, what, what makes it something that you were interested in doing? What, what made you say, Hey, you know, I'd be interested.
2: Well, thank you so much for having me on. And first off, it's a pleasure to be a new member of the Diz Dads community. First off, I was always wanting to do a podcast and I never knew how to do one. So I, reached out to Aaron when I was down at Disney this time and thought... Because
0: when you're looking for somebody who doesn't know how to do a podcast, <laughs> you find Aaron.
2: <laughs> Very <True>. good. <laughs> uh, but I have been listening to podcasts for almost seven years now and just felt that I figure I need to be on one. And who else would I reach out to than, than Aaron? So here I am. I have been a avid Disney fan for about 40 years. I started going to Disney when I was about three and then started selling Disney in 2012. Opened my own agency in 15 and the rest is history. Met Aaron 2018 in May and we've been friends ever since. So it's been great.
0: So um- You know, Willie will bring a a little bit of a a fresh perspective, a a little bit of a a different look at things for us and and help kind of round out the perspectives of the panel. Um, You know, this will be the consistent panel for Diz Dad's Podcast Plus. And just so you kind of understand where we're coming from on that, one of the things that was important to me in continuing to do the show was we wanted to retain sort of the spirit of what we've been doing with Diz Dad's Podcast since you know, 2000, February, 2011 now. Uh, so we've been doing this for quite a while and we wanted to maintain that spirit, but the the realities of it was that it had just become too cumbersome. Um, it, it was too difficult to juggle everything with the rotating panels and, and people's schedules had gotten busy and more complicated and rescheduling was getting more complicated and it was just overwhelming. And just by coincidence, uh, back in November, Disney launched this streaming video service called Disney plus. And what's really Disney plus? Well, Disney plus is all the stuff you loved from Disney, right? It's all of that vault content. Plus a bunch of new stuff that's in spirit related to that stuff that's already there, but it's fresh and different and a little bit new. And, My hope is that Diz Dads Podcast Plus will offer you the same thing. Uh, We'll maintain the archive of all of the Diz Dads Podcast shows and the dad shows. Those are still going to be available in our same feed, but I'm going to start renumbering the shows. It's This is Diz Dads Podcast Plus, number one. Um, And over time, we're going to bring you shows with a variety of different formats, including Trip Report shows that are in the spirit of the dad show uh i'd even love to see us uh do some more of the 2319 episodes that we had just started experimenting with um you know when when things sort of (laughs) fell apart last time uh and so we'll, we'll continue to do that but um what that means is that we're not Closing the door for other members of the DizDads community to participate at all. Uh, we'd love to hear from you if you'd like to be a part of the show. Uh, send an email. You can email any of us individually, or you can always send email to podcast at disdads.com. Um, you know, we'll be available there. We're also we still have the DizDads podcast um, Twitter account. You can DM us there. Uh, we're on Facebook. All these places easy to find, and and we can you know, have these conversations. Now, the other thing that I need to mention, obviously, is that we do still, um, get support to be able to do this, to, to pay for hosting and to make things work, um, so to speak, to, to cover the technology tools and things like that, that make the podcast go. So, um, my travel agency, Mouse Master Travel, will continue to be um, a, a title sponsor of the show. We're happy to have Willie's uh, travel agency, Wicked Mouse Travel, out Thank of you. Boston, Massachusetts, joining us as uh, sponsors. And we'll also continue uh, mentioning our longtime dad show sponsor, Kingdom Strollers, um, as a sponsor of the show. Um, basically, you know, Kingdom Strollers paid some sponsorship money up front to sponsor dad shows, and frankly, I own shows, and their product is worth mentioning. Um, I wouldn't fight hard to continue to support the product and and continue mentioning it if it wasn't a product I believed in and it wasn't a, a service that I thought delivered value to folks who are listening to the show. So um, you'll continue to hear sponsor announcements from from all three of those, um, but we promise not to bury you in sponsor announcements, right? <laughs> you know, well, no. We'll we'll give you the regular you know you'll you'll hear from us um, but it, we'll do our best not to be annoying about it uh, all right so that long introduction out of the way you've heard me talk enough um, I, I thought that this would be an, a good opportunity for us to sort of introduce ourselves and our perspectives a little more clearly to our listening audience um, and one way to do that is to to talk about sort of what got us started as adults being Disney destination fans and not, not just fans of film and fans of television, but you know, fans of the Disney destination travel experience. Um, And I think I'll let Willie kind of get our, get us rolling because he's the one who he's already mentioned, you know, he's been a a Disney parks um, fan and, and part of that destination experience since he was little, since he was three. Um, my experience is very different and, and we'll hear from Tim about his, uh, which, which is, uh, maybe a little bit more, you know, has some additional West coast tilt as compared to, to Willie and I. So, uh, Willie, why don't you get us rolling? Talk a little bit about sort of as an adult, where your, your Disney destination passion comes from.
2: So, well, thank you. First off, I, uh, started off going back to Disney in two thousand. Three two 2004. It was right around this time of the year. I went down with a couple friends of mine. And first thing we did was we stayed off property. Big mistake. <laughs> <laughs> we stayed over on uh, 417. And it was just a cluster. We were trying to take buses. We were trying to take cabs. We were doing everything we could just to throw the park's realized we made the mistake of staying off property from there we my wife and i had a son in 2005 and In the early part of 2006 we started our first family vacation we took him to the magic kingdom we stayed at fort wilderness cabins and that's when we totally fell in love with going back to disney once a year Aww. we could not stay away we were literally booking trips The minute we got back and it took off, we had to miss the 2008 due to my son being born, but we haven't missed a year basically since then. And it was no brainer for me to just start selling Disney from there. Um, I got hired by a smaller agency. She picked me up. I worked with her for a year and a half. And from there I started my own agency and I've had nothing but fun just selling Disney parks and resorts all over the place. I still get the passion of going to the parks all the time. I was with Aaron just two weeks ago. I literally was at the parks Saturday, Sunday, and Monday before I rode a ride. And I still had so much fun just being <laughs> at the parks. I literally was with Aaron. and The first thing he said is, we need you to get on a ride. <laughs> and it just... We we ended up riding Slinky Dog, um, Tower of Terror, and Rock and Roller Coaster, and I was like, okay, this is why I'm here now. You know, it was right. it was the rides, but it was still just we were riding the Skyliner, just having a blast. We were walking around Epcot, just having a blast. So, we didn't need the rides.
0: So first. Let me back up for a minute, Willie, because I want to take you back to, you know, 2005, 2006, taking that first trip back with your son for the first time. And, you know, you said you were immediately hooked on coming back to Disney every year. What was it about that first trip? If there are maybe a a couple of things in particular that that you can hone in on that really sold the experience on, uh, you know, to you?
2: I think the cabins were a huge sell mainly because we got a golf cart. We could go anywhere we wanted, whenever we wanted. If we wanted to go to the parks, we could ride the golf cart down, catch a bus, catch a boat. We could go to the pool. We felt safe at the pool. We felt safe everywhere we were going. Everyone had a smile. Everyone talked to us. It was just one of those places where you never had to worry about what was the negative in the world it was just a positive everywhere and that's what you know my wife my son still talk about to this day everyone's always smiling for the most part at disney and that helps out because you know not everything's perfect in this world right now Yeah. so
0: and it's nice to have that escape so so tim you've been waiting patiently um and you know You've got an interesting, I think, sort of Disney background that is, uh, you know, maybe a little bit different than, you know, Willie's pattern of having gone to Walt Disney World as a young child and then having the opportunity to turn around and and take his own child back, uh, you know, decade and a half later, two decades later. Um, talk talk about your history with, you know, Disney destination travel.
1: Sure. Sure. And first I'll, I'll say, uh, okay, you guys have convinced me, sign me up, make me an agent. (laughs) (laughs) Now I growing up, um, uh, in, in West Texas, a small West Texas town of Midland, uh, my family was just so poor we could hardly pay attention. And, um, I would watch the wonderful world of Disney every Sunday night, you know, um, in Technicolor. Ooh, that was really uh, awesome. And, uh, and I would see you know you know Walt come on and talk about the parks and and the, everything that, that they were doing and I just thought, wow you know the, the between the movies and and they've got a park and it's like wow you know that that would be really amazing um but you know I'm, I never dreamed I'd get to do anything like that. The best we could do was six Flags over Texas right which we did on occasion and um, got used to the way things are done at the competitive theme park <laughs> 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 to that nice. um, and it was the late 80s early 90s when when we were already seeing issues with you know uh guns and knives being brought into into parks and and that was just really alarming to me and as as willie was mentioning the whole feeling of of being safe where you were going to vacation really came into play and um yeah, so what was it around uh well, when I was a when I was in high school. we we'll, we will start here. When I was in high school, our band got our, our high school band got to march uh at Disneyland in California, you know, in the parade. And that was my first exposure to how how different things were in in the whole, you know, world of Disney, how how you know, clean the parks were, how friendly the people were and um, that was my first introduction to it, but um, then in the late nineties, I entered a contest at work and won a three thousand dollars travel voucher from the travel agency. Nice! That's where we're going. <laughs> <laughs> and I took my you know, my kids, and uh, you know, it was like. If we have to spend every last dollar we have to do our names, <laughs> which we pretty much did, you know, to enjoy this, you know, and, and I remember my, you know, my kids were little and and they didn't they didn't get it yet. They were just excited to get in the pool, you know. Right, right. Uh, most everyone goes through that, but we sat there. My my ex wife and I were sitting there talking to another couple who. You know, came every year to Disney World, and I, I was like, "Wow, how do they manage that?" You know, because that's a that's a pretty penny to do. Um, well, then here, some years later, you know, in two thousand seven, I remarried, and we spent an eight day honeymoon in Disney World. So nice. <laughs> that was the that was the the real eye opener. You know, having been exposed to Disneyland, and and I've been to Disneyland several times. Uh, but then having that experience at Disney World where, you know, you just walk around wearing your Just Married but it looks cute, and people, you know, people stop and they speak to you. It's it's not, uh, you know, turn your head and go the other way. They say, congratulations, you know, when did you get married? You know, those sorts of things like that. And and it's just such an incredibly different experience. It's it's something I, you know, I can't say enough about. And it's the, the West Coast tilt to it as well, because. I've been there, and you know, quite frankly, I can do uh, Disneyland Resort in two days and hit everything I want to hit. In eight days at Disney World, I could not hit everything I wanted to hit. But That's you know, the thing about it is getting back to the idea of what you guys were talking about. Okay, you were in Disney World for three days. Time to go on a ride, right? <laughs> right. I'm the same way. Um, uh, many know me as the Mayor of uh, Mexico in La Cava del Tequila. Uh, we have been known to kill five, six hours at La Cava just because, you know, we know the staff there we've been, you know, we've been going there ever since they opened Lakata. and therefore, you know, a lot of the staff there still know us even to this day. <laughs> and, uh, it's no big, it was never any big deal for me to let, you know, if the kids were coming with us on vacation, you know, they wanted to, to do, um, mission space and, and the mission space race at the end of the end of the ride over and over and over and over. We were fine with that. We'd go sit in Lava and let them do that. So <laughs> right. going from an experience of not understanding and not knowing, and then all of a sudden, you know, being plunged into the, um, the immersive experience that is Disney. You know, that's, that's really where my passion uh, is. And, um, when they started the Diz Moms panel, what was it about a decade or so ago? You know, I I tried to get onto the the mom's panel and of course didn't make it. Very few guys seem to ever make it. But at any rate, um, I got to look and I thought, well, if there's a dis mom's panel, there's got to be as something that's dad. And <laughs> I'm looking and here I am. <laughs> right.
0: So it's interesting because it 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 the three of us talking about this, it's it's an interesting um array, I guess. Cause we've got Willie whose first Disney experience was As a young child, we have Tim, whose initial experience was as a teen. Um, My first exposure to a Disney destination vacation was as an adult. Um, My very first Disney trip was in 2010, uh, taking my own family to Walt Disney World. And... It was um, an interesting experience from a lot of different perspectives, but not the least of which was, you know, we had done some family travel before, but it had always been sort of, you know, car road trips to visit relatives or, um, you know, that sort of thing, right? The the um, what you could do within the radius of of you know not too many bathroom breaks along the way of the car and we had two kids that were young. We had one that was very active who later was diagnosed with ADHD at the time we did. All we knew was that if he, you know, got like one step out of our sight, he was gone. Um, And so (laughs) it was scary to think about taking our kids on a vacation someplace, right? Going to a beach with a kid who's just going to take off. There's no way you can't do that. Um, And so we we had this opportunity to take the Walt Disney World trip, went down to Walt Disney World, and I still have I, I managed to get a picture, but it's like not a very good picture. <laughs> the picture in my head is better than the than the you know the image that I have, but I, I managed to catch a picture of uh, my daughter's face as we're standing in front of Magic Kingdom during the welcome show, uh, which is sadly no longer happening, right? They do the the stage show now instead. Right. And, but the outside the gates, you know, welcome show with the mayor. And I have this this look on her face right as the train carrying, you know, Mickey and the and the characters is coming into the station. And she has this just incredible glow of excitement on her face where she's recognizing this magic unfolding in front of her. And, and she wasn't a little tiny kid at that point. I mean, she was, we were there, um, right as she was turning eight. So, so she was that, that young elementary school age, but
1: perfect princess age. Yeah,
0: Well, a great princess age. She, she was old enough to know that these were, were people in costumes, but young enough that it was easy for her to suspend that disbelief because it was fun to, to suspend it. Um, and, and just seeing her sort of absorb that magic and, um, you know, being able to visit these theme parks and expose my kids to lots of different experiences, new different experiences, engage with lots of different people and not be worried that, you know, my son was going to take off because first of all, if he did, you know, we, we were a little less scared of where he might end up because we... Had positive interactions with cast members, you know, from day one, and so we knew, you know, that that we had help, right? There were more it's hands. It's a safe place.
2: Yeah, it really is. It's like a bubble,
0: right? Oh yeah, no question. And and you know, so we we did that first trip, and and when we planned that trip, as we were planning that trip, we talked about the fact that you know, we, we like, we changed some plans, right? We upgraded some plans cause we thought, you know what, we're just, we're going to do it and we're going to do it once. So we might as well do it right. And so, you know, we ended up, um, we were looking at moderate resorts and then we upgraded ourselves to the poly and then a discount offer came out that was really good. <laughs> and so went ahead and bumped it up to staying club level at the poly. That, that's how we were introduced to Disney. So that helps, wow. right? We were a little spoiled. Um, well, But this was 2010. This was still the days of, of you know, 40% discounts at Deluxes. So it, it, we got this great discount offer. Why the heck not? Um,
2: and true for Yeah, we're
1: going to do it once. Yeah, famous last words.
0: Right. Well, <laughs> and that was just it, right? We said, well, we're going to blow it out. We're going to do it once. And and was sold on it really at that moment. And, and the Diz Dads is, is a part of, of my sort of um Disney destination experience from the beginning too because my my involvement with Disdads predates my my first Disney experience um I I stumbled upon the Disdads you know in the the Disboards community when I was looking for you know, doing my planning for my first trip because I, I needed, you know, I, 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 did it right. Right. I spent a year doing all of this planning, digging in. And if I was smart, I would have, you know, called a Disney destination specialist travel agent, like, you know, Willie or I have become. Um, <laughs> but at that point I didn't even realize that existed. Um, until, you know, after I'd already put in a bunch of the work. So I kept going. Um, but, but I did, fall in with this, this group of guys. And, you know, there was, there was this, this spirit among the the group of camaraderie and we're kind of all in this together. And I appreciated that. And the, the interesting thing is that in a lot of ways, it, it kind of feels like you almost have that same spirit coming from from Disney cast members, right? That that's that's yeah. the, I think to me a, a part of that difference in in the service from, you know the the folks who work in Disney destinations as opposed to the folks yeah. who work, uh, you know in in Worlds of Fun here. Which uh, look, they're hardworking folks, um, mostly overworked, but. It's just not the, the same way because when, when cast members are with you at, at Walt Disney World, there's that feeling that they're in this with you, right? They're, they're helping make sure that you experience this. They're, they're not waiting for you to need something from them. They're there to, to help maximize your, your experience. And, and so um, it just sort of sucked me into that community even, even more. Um, and, you know, so we ended up, that was the first trip. Then, gee, it just happened... That uh, my employer um, had a, a, a big conference in Orlando, like almost exactly a year later. And, <laughs> you know, if we got to go anyway, and I, I was a little nervous, even broaching the subject, but I went to my employer, I'm like, you know, my family is going to come down too. you're already sending me down to the conference, obviously, I got to pay for their travel, but... Does it matter to you if I book a, you know, a stay at a, a Disney resort, if I can stay within the, what they're charging us at the conference center? No, that's fine. As long as it doesn't cost us any more. Okay. So, you know, we went from
1: done. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Sign so, <me> up. <laughs> so we
0: went from the, the poly to, um, to pop century. Um, very different experience. Now, and this was back in the days of double beds. Um, so, you know, I, I don't think I would have repeated it. <laughs> but it wasn't a bad experience. And, and and I think that the biggest thing that sort of struck me is that even though it was a little cramped, even though it was a little tight and, and you know, in that way, less than ideal, um, we could still do a bu- budget vacation, you know, much less expensive vacation than we did... The first time. And even setting aside that my employer was paying for for the hotel room for the conference time period because, you know, we paid for the rest of it anyway and I know what the total was, we still spent probably half of what we spent, maybe less, um, from that first trip. But we still had a fantastic time. And so I think that what really I I came away from that with is, is understanding better the variety of experience, right? It's not just that there are more different attractions to try. It's not just that there's more different restaurants to try. It's that there's more everything to try. Right.
2: And just the hanging out is fun. Like you can just hang out by the pool. You can just hang out at a restaurant. You can just sit in your room and watch the Disney channels and get excited about watching, you know, what's coming up, what's new, what time are the parks open? And that's fun. Like, I get I get why people just sit in their room sometimes. Sure.
0: (laughs) I mean, who doesn't want to be entertained by Stacey on a loop? Exactly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: (laughs) so clearly, you know, the three of us come at this with a sense of passion. Um, I think that the other thing that was important to me and another thing that was important to me in terms of the spirit of Diz Dad's podcast and and Willie and I had some conversation about this um, a couple weeks ago is that we've always prided ourselves on the show of being sort of a middle road. Um, When we first started doing the show, one of the reasons we started doing it is it felt like at the time there were like two kinds of, of Disney fan podcasts that were out there. There were the chronic whiners who complained about everything. Nothing was good enough. (laughs) You know, nothing was good enough and everything was too expensive. And then there was the, you know, sister, Mary sunshine. show, where every bite of food was the best thing they'd ever put in their mouth. And every experience was the most magical thing on earth. And Disney could charge them five times as much and they would be happy to pay it. And both of those drove us crazy. <laughs> um mm-hmm. what we always strove to to do was something in between, right? Something that that was was a, a realists look at the the Disney vacation experience. And you know, w- we wanted to bring to it a, a perspective of of folks who who first of all folks who don't necessarily get to go to the parks every day or every week um because we felt like that perspective was you know not getting much attention at the time um most of the podcasting was being done by folks who were in the parks it seemed constantly um and and we noticed that you know your perspective is different the way you experience the parks is different if you're in the park every day versus get to go to the park once a year once every five years even So, so we wanted to be respectful of that perspective that, you know, for a lot of people, this is their one chance or, or their one chance for quite a while to, to be in the parks and sort of recognizing that we wanted people to, to, you know, get the good and the bad, right? We wanted to, to not, not tear down things that were good, but maybe not perfect, because often, good but maybe not perfect is in the eye of the beholder and a matter of perspective. And on the other hand, we wanted to criticize where it was appropriate, right? Where, where things fell short clearly. And, and when we did criticize, we, we wanted to be concrete about what the criticism was. We didn't want to just say, um, you know, I didn't go around saying, just don't eat an electric umbrella. It's gross. Okay, that was true. But But. I would go on and explain to you that the reason it's gross is because for whatever reason, for several hours every afternoon, it smelled like sewer gas in there. (laughs) And so it was a bad experience and I wanted you to know not that the restaurant sucks because it it doesn't. I mean, it's a restaurant like any other restaurant, but there there was this problem. And, you know, if you if you commit yourself, and the other thing I wanted people to know is that if you're going to commit yourself to a meal at Electric Umbrella, the problem is there's not a whole lot of other alternatives right around there. So once you're in, you're in and you're stuck with it. Yep. Um, right? So people should be armed with, with good information.
1: And, and to your point there, Aaron, you know, that's, uh, that's the thing about Disney is if you're a whiner, they're not really going to do, they're not inclined to help you out a lot. If you just, you know, if you, if you be very upfront and very, you know, yeah, well, things didn't go quite as we planned, you know, so we actually had one of those experiences where we, you know, um, we were taking my oldest son for his uh, a senior trip was to Disney World. And the one thing that we wanted out of the whole trip, and you'll remember, this is, this is where we broke every ride on the property, I think, Oh yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that we wanted to do was have the whole group of fourteen together to watch illuminations because there, the words of the song, you know, ha- bore meaning to us, and it didn't happen because this, the restaurant where we were eating got us in very late, got us served even later than that, you know. So it didn't go as as planned. Well, you know, we walked in and the concierge happened to be, you know, standing behind her desk, you know, at, at the hotel. And, uh, you know, she has happened to ask us, you know, how our day went. And we said, well, you know, it was great. You know, we had a little issue because, you know, this happened and we really wanted to have everybody together. And it didn't work out that way. And, you know, just being, you know, kind about it, not not being you know, whiny and not being upset and gruff about it. We didn't become one of the, what do they call them, the VIPs. Uh, <laughs> that's not a good thing in Disney's lingo. Um, you know, that. The the concierge went out of her way to make sure that all 14 of us had a um, a park hopper pass for the next day so we could go back to Epcot and watch the elimination show together as a group.
0: I do and, remember and that, that because I remember the fact that you were so frustrated with it because it was this big group and like half of them had single park tickets. And so that was the problem is that everybody else could go back, but half of your group was going to get stuck
1: right they they couldn't do that the next day right so you know it's magic happens if you let it happen not if you try to make it happen yeah i guess that's the best way to summarize that
2: right don't force the magic right and that's what people try to do they read all these negative images they read all the like complainers and just like how can i get something for free (laughs) instead of just going and having a a great time because I guarantee you, you're going to have a great time if you just stay the course. And if there's a problem, like you said, bring it up, but don't be the jerk. Just be the nice guy. I'm sorry. We got out of dinner late. This is what happened and things will happen for you in no time.
0: And, and, you know, maybe to bring this particular topic home, it's also a matter of there's no such thing as a perfect way to experience a Disney vacation. Every experience is going to be different, and your unique the, the way you uniquely experience the Disney parks is yours, right? It, it's It's a precious memory in and of itself. The fact that you don't have a memory that matches precisely what your friend's memory is— it, it 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 it's something that has no value right it, you, why would you want someone else's experience enjoy yours and and exactly. the less you focus on somebody else's experience and the more you focus on appreciating your own the better it is no matter what ends up happening on vacation um you know be, because you know it's yours and because it it thereby you know has that much more value to you and and for your family it's, it's your unique experience
2: it's like the commercials you you want to watch the commercials you don't want to relive the commercials (laughs) right like you're not going to have mickey walking you down main street it's just not something that happens but that's a commercial to get you to come and that's something you can experience as you walk with your son's hand or daughter's hand down main street thank you and (laughs) and if you don't end up walking Hand in hand
0: with Mickey down Main Street, who knows? It might just be that you know. I, I always come back to this story. Our first Disney trip, I was I spent like five days of our eight day trip or six days of our eight day trip, annoyed at the fact that my son, who was three at the time, and so you know should have been right smack dab in the middle of you know characters are awesome age, was terrified of any costumed character. He literally hid from costume characters, but
1: his, what do you do with that?
0: His favorite character of all was Stitch at the time. Despite the fact that every other character he would hide from, at one point he, he spent most of that trip um, in his stroller, which he referred to as his roller coaster, um, <laughs> and he kept grabbing the the sunshade and pulling it down so that you know he couldn't be seen, um, but. I, I remember it because it was back in the days when when Stitch used to do a meet and greet back in, in Tomorrowland um, yep. over kind of where Buzz does one now all the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, we're rolling along into Tomorrowland and it, it's exactly that moment, right? It's that worst possible thing because we're going through Tomorrowland and we hit an area where it's a little crowded and all of a sudden, John's gone. He's jumped up out of his stroller and taken off. And we look up and what has he done? He ran straight for Stitch and just ran up to him. And, you know, it's still a little stunning to me at this point how this even happened because it shouldn't have, right? Um, and crowds were low, so that probably helped. But he literally just ran right up to Stitch and, and hugged him. Um, And, you know, if Mickey had come out to grab his hand, like in the commercials he would have gone and hid. (laughs) Right. You know, I mean, it would have ruined his day in magic kingdom. Um, But instead just going along and experiencing what the park had to offer, you know, the magic moment found us Um, when we didn't expect it, when we weren't looking for it.
2: That's the best. I had a really crazy magic moment. I forgot to bring up (laughs) 2003. We did the train show. Like you had said, we walk into main street and we're walking down and I'm like goofy. I'm really goofy and just waving and all excited. Cause everyone's on the side, waving the cars are going up and down the street and some guy comes out right by the confectionery, and he's like, do you have a moment? And I was kind of timid, like, Oh, are they trying to sell me timeshare? <laughs> like what's, you know, what's this next ordeal going to be? And he says, i would like for you to be the grand marshal of the parade Whoa. and i'm like Hi. holy cow and like this is a like probably the second year i owned a cell phone <laughs> and i'm like holding on to my phone like dear life because you know you just you had minutes you had to use or you lost them right right and he's like i need you to meet me over back by splash mountain around 1155. We're going to do a little test run. And then at 250, we'll meet there. You'll get on the Waltz car and you will be the grand marshal of the parade. Awesome. It was amazing. My wife was like, this is Disney. <laughs> Our hands were exhausted by the time we got to Haunted Mansion area, more or less. By the time we got down Main Street, because you're just waving, oh, yeah. switching hands and switching hands. And I was just like, "That was a that was a day that I'll never forget."
0: That's fantastic.
1: Oh, let, let me let me share one too, Billy. Yeah. Really, I know you haven't heard this. I think Aaron probably has. Um, when we took. Uh, <laughs> We went in 2002. My youngest son, you know, when he saw the castle for the first time, he was like, "Oh, this is my dream come true," kind of thing. Well, he was in love with Cinderella. Okay, so the very first day we were having uh, dinner at the royal at Cinderella's royal table, and he was just kind of pouty because Cinderella wasn't out at her throne at that point in time. But then when she did come out and he got to go up and meet her, you know, he was all, all shy and didn't you know was really scared to you know interact with her at all, right? Well. You know, she gave him a little bit. You know, well, what was a little uh, like a film canister of, of of fairy dust. You know, little Mickey ear cutouts. Well, the next day uh, we went back to Magic Kingdom, and that was when they still had the Toontown Fair, where you could meet the princesses in that, right? In the in the big tent building. And um, he wanted to see Cinderella again because you know he just he felt like he really botched up that first meet with Cinderella. <laughs> and you know we were. We're going, oh, my gosh, you know, she, it's not going to be the same actress. It's going to be weird and all that. We get up to the front of the line. It's the same girl from the night before. She gets oh. down on her knees and goes, Master Parker, and throws her arms open. And it, it was just it was one of those commercial moments. He just ran to her, gave her a kiss on the cheek. It was incredible.
2: That's stunning. <laughs> it's nothing you find anywhere else. No. You do not. You will not see that at Six Flags over any state. <laughs> the competitive parks. The competitive parks. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, you know, I, I think um, you've got a, a pretty good feel for, you know, who this group of folks is, who's, who's going to be chatting with you about uh, travel in general, but but specifically about Disney destination travel uh, as, as part of this new iteration of uh, Diz Dads Podcast Plus. Um, I'm looking forward to bringing you the kind of content that you've gotten used to from us here at Diz Dads Podcast. Um, this first show, we've just been kind of chatting a little bit. We wanted to give you a chance to get to know us a little bit, get a, a feel for who we are. Uh, we'll be back again next week with you know, the show that's maybe a little bit more in the uh, tradition of, of what you're used to from us, um, more focused topics, trip reports, uh, talking about our families and our experiences at Disney destinations, and looking ahead sometimes, right? What, what kinds of things would we like to see at Disney des- destinations? Which reminds me that a big part of what made us different and made us what we were is that we tried really hard to be responsive to the kinds of topics that listeners wanted to hear. So uh, remind you again that, you know, we're, we, we can only do as, as well with, you know, identifying topics that'll be of interest to you if you tell us what those are. <laughs> so if there's something you'd love to hear us talk about, just uh, shoot us an email at podcast at disdads.com. Uh, find us on Twitter at Diz Dad's Podcast. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, again, it's Diz Dads po- Podcast on Twitter uh, or on, on on Facebook. It's all the same, all the places. So it gets a little confusing to keep repeating it. <laughs> but uh, we're, we're all there all the time. Uh, so reach out, love to have your ideas, love uh, at various points to have, uh, you know, people participating in the show now and then when, when we can uh, work it in and when you're available and and when it all works for everybody. In the meantime, um, I think we're going to wrap up episode number one. So thank you for giving us another shot and hanging along and listening. I've been your host, Aaron Ripmaster with my co-hosts, Tim Hicks.
1: See you real soon.
0: And Willie Crocker.
2: Have a great
0: day. And this episode of Diz Dad's Podcast Plus has been brought to you by Mouse Master Travel, Wicked Mouse Travel, and our friends at Kingdom Strollers. Thanks for listening. See you real soon.